Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Sunday Conversation Podcast. I'm Ben, Jimin, Brown, Shanerberger. Across the table from me is Aaron, Michael, Matthew, Matthew, Taylor. I knew it was Air MT, so it was Michael or Matthew. Yeah, 50-50. Um, sponsored by, presented by Loyalty Liquors. What else? What's next? Usually I ask you how you're doing at this point. Oh, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm great, man. I am. Uh, I'm fantastic. Um I love the the changing of the intro every week. It's great that I'm obviously the people can't see, but I'm sitting here laughing my ass off. You're doing a great job. I, I'm glad we made this switch. Um, couple things before I kick it back to you. These are like housekeeping things that I just want to take care of. I thought okay. I was the housekeeper. Well, you are, but you don't know about these things. Well, you know about half of these things, so it'd be impossible for you to keep this house. One, we have we got our second Patreon. Yes. Uh, second patron is it patron right second no, we have pa- our second pat- patron second patron on the patreon there you go bingo application bingo uh aaron roca big shout out to you thank you avid listener text me like almost every sunday morning like reacting to the episode and i almost always forget Long what time the hell we, first time I, call. I almost always forget what the hell we talked about so she brings it up and i'm like don't even remember it half the time first bit of housekeeping thank you thank you aaron uh, That's second, pretty exciting. We're building an empire. Well, now our RSS feed is paid for. So in reality, we're, we're even money at this point. I mean, there's other costs that, you know, whatever. Anyways, second part, Jocelyn Neri, shout out to you. Congrats on the engagement. I want to shout out Jocelyn because she is another one who will DM me from time to time, always listens to the episodes as they come out um, you know, agrees with a lot of our viewpoints, brings up things that I don't necessarily think about. She recently got engaged. She DM me an hour ago, you know, listening to last week's episode as I was walking the dog. Shout out to you, Jocelyn. Congrats. You guys are going to be great. Um, okay. That was, I'm surprised she didn't, I'm surprised she didn't, you know, contact, contact us about like a possible proposal on the podcast. That would have been quite interesting. Can you imagine if somebody ever proposes on this podcast, it's going to be fucking hell um benny i so i'm great buddy i'm great i had to get that out of the way we had to you know we gotta we try to be interactive with our listeners and and thank them for their support so when people reach out a lot it's it's only right that we shout them out so i'm great buddy how are you doing how's your week how was fishing yesterday lobster potting again oh it was great actually uh it, it was man there's nothing like being on the ocean i'll tell you just something soothing and calming and uh some truth there's just truth the ocean is just the truth it's like there's no there's no fake in the ocean you know there is no uh, lies in the ocean it it can it can kill you just the same way it can energize you and and, you know make you feel serenity it's very um there's an interesting juxtaposition there about uh with the ocean um yeah so then speaking of the ocean so then I, i uh close personal friend uh definitely a listener if we're giving uh, listener shout outs, but, uh, so I was with my boy, Chaz Bogini and, uh, we decide that we're going to take a paddle board last night at Nantasket uh, beach. Okay. At, I don't know, 
maybe four o'clock, five o'clock. So just at dark. Yep. And it was, you know, it was like very, it was not overly rough at all. So we had this, he, he put on like the little wetsuit booties. I put on my tall, like muck boots that I was using. They're like waterproof. I figured like, oh, nothing's coming up over my ankles. You know what I mean? So contrary to popular belief, it was like, I had a long fin on my board. Okay. okay. So I needed to be in like deeper water to, to get her going. Yep. Well, I only have like, whatever, maybe like 16 inches in, in height here of, uh, of dry boot before water's going over. So I remarkably kind of get it going and I'm, I, I get out to sea with yep. just a slight, slight bit of water over my boot. Like not much at all. Like it, it, it just soaked, <laughs> soaked into my pants and, and, and we're good. So now we're out on the ocean paddle boarding. I'm in like layers of clothes because it's not like it's like 40 degrees or whatever. So we get out there and it was all good and dandy. And then like, you know, you turn around and look back and you're like, okay, we're like, we're surfing ankle biters to get back in here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so we turn it around and, and, and Chucky boy, get, he gets in pretty scotch free. He just, whatever. And uh, dude, I caught a wave, probably, you know, a one footer didn't didn't keep the board straight i get oh, no. going to the side dude and i just absolutely biff it in about four oh, no. feet, four you know three <laughs> feet of water <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, my truck was right there and I, I you know i had extra clothes or whatever but uh yeah oh, so brutal I, I took a i took a paddleboard spill yesterday i bet your i bet your boots felt nice and heavy after that too eh oh dude I was like trudging out of there. Like, I'm glad it wasn't like deeper water, bitter, bitter cold. Cause oh yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess it's it's always fun. It you know keeps it interesting. But um, yeah. yeah so no, I guess, uh, did paddleboarding in December. I mean, who doesn't do that? I mean, uh, you know, of, of course, of course, naturally, naturally. Um. All right. Well. Listen, know, what do we, we have a couple things that like to like. We got a handful of things we wanted to talk about. Um, I don't really know. Here, exactly let's do. Where let's do start. a. Uh, I think we, I have a great idea. Go. Do we know our topics? Um, I know. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I know. Let's I know. then let let's flip them. Let's flip for them. Okay, you got a coin right. handy. Um. <laughs> I, I do actually. It's a great idea until you don't have the instrument ready to go. It's, okay. It's a, uh, it's, what are we it's, using? It's one of my old, that's a dog tag. Yeah. My, a past dog of mine packs. So okay. Pax. That means peace in Latin. That's exactly why we named him that. He's an awesome dog. He's a collie. Great dog. All right. So packs up is, um, that's going to be, 
that's heads. But so our topics are, my topic is nurses and your topic is my topic is two different Instagram posts that I wanted to talk about. Two different Instagram. All right. So we'll go with, so right now heads or tails. So we'll go with, uh, heads will be, um, Aaron's topic one tails will be my topic one and then yeah whichever one's up goes first got it all right here we go here we go down okay so let her rip any oh shit (laughs) this is your idea bro no 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 i have noticed if this is nothing it's not a right or wrong thing it's just something that i would like to bring up and it's definitely i don't want to say like sense it's a it's sensitive but it's also like i'm not bashing anybody i'm just purely speaking the truth so i've noticed a lot lately about like nurses posting on all social media platforms. Now, what the the gist of of the like the information that they're spewing is all like basically like it comes down to like their workload and their like it almost looks it, it's all <clears throat> like call it like the collection of like posts and everything that I've seen have like come down to like this call it like, Hey, wear your masks people. Cause it's our fault that they are at work and having to deal with sick patients sort of meaning like, the end of all the all the topic is always like you know like wear your mask so my my question or like thought and like you know obviously we have this outlet like if you went to school and learned how to deal with infectious diseases and anything that can come about in the hospital I guess I'm just curious why it's an issue if there's people at the hospital. Like if you went to college and spent a fortune on a degree and then get paid a very healthy sum of money to do your job, why are we are we mad that there are, you know, call it a, you know, a capitalistic world. Why are we mad that, that your like financial well-being is like not in jeopardy. Like you have work, you're not going out of business. Whereas like the, you know, there's, you know, restaurants are closing down by the wazoo. It's like, you know, it's like you see the restaurant 
people out there, they're actually losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And health, health, health cares. You're thriving. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? Like, like you and I talked about this this morning. Um, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan texting me right now. He's not happy with you. Um, you and I talked about this this morning and we have this, like, we had this interesting conversation because, um, you know, and not naming any names or anything like that, but you know, people in the healthcare industry that are, you know, call it scared of COVID and, you know, concerned about the capacity rates in the capacity at which, um, the hospitals are at right now. And so when you and I talked about it in the, from the angle of, well, like it's your job, right? Like, like obviously we all want days at work where like we don't do anything and we get paid to not do anything. But at the end of the day, if you choose to go into the healthcare industry and, you know, before I say anything else, like I think thanks are in order because it is not an easy job. It's a thankless job. It's oh, right, right, right. Job. I think it's always been, but like, I mean, hey, it always has been Ever, and it always right. will be. It's all, right. It's like, it's no one's ever like been like, hey, we're not thankful for healthcare workers. Like right. this is, we're talking like pre-COVID, we were thankful for healthcare workers. Right, right. You know and what so I mean? The, it's, the, not, the, it's not the, like it's all of a sudden, like we're just like not thankful for healthcare workers. Right. And so the nature of the job is, is sometimes thankless. And sometimes, you know, when you, when you fail, you know, and, and a lot of times it's out of your control, somebody may die and like, that must be a terrible burden to have to weigh on your conscious, your, your mental state, what have you. But at the end of the day, there was a job it, fair. It is your job to care for the health of people that come into the hospital. Healthcare workers care for the health of people that come into the hospital. It is your job. Now, why people would complain about that or look for ways to, you know, keep people healthy. I get it. You know, I get the wear your mask movement and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it is your job. Can you imagine, Ben, if I called you up and said, Ben, too many people are buying wine. It is weighing on my conscious. I can't believe how many people are buying wine, right? Which is, you know, kind of well, it's not happening right now, but was happening for months. Like, like you'll never hear me complain about that. Whether I was a commission paid salesperson or a salary paid salesperson, like, like you want to be busy. You want to have work. You want to train and hone your skills, which you only get by working. And like, let's call a spade a spade. Yes. Are you going to be overworked? Are you going to work? extra hours? Is it going to be stressful? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, those are going to make you better at your job. Those are the things that will make you better and more adept at handling them in the future as situations like this arise again. So, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know that we necessarily want to call people out and make it seem like that. But at the end of the day, like it is your fault. No, no, it, it's not calling anybody out. These are just like legitimate questions. Like, Hey, it's, it's people. It, it's not just like, I didn't just see it one time. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a legit thing right now. It's like, I guess, you know, I, I jokingly said a second ago, like, you know, we all, you know, just say we all went to the job fair, you know, you could have chosen any career path possible, literally anything you wanted. So just, the fact that your industry is booming right now, I don't understand how like there's a, 
it's like if if we're if you're in this this system here and you know what i mean it's like the route you chose was was the healthcare industry it's like how set are you right now it's like yeah yeah no doubt no doubt uh, and, and like i said at the end of the day you know, obviously these people are all salaried, so it, it really doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference, I guess, how busy the hospitals are. But but this will be awesome practice for you down the road. I mean, you know, you're talking about what will be a galvanized moment in history that will be taught for decades and decades and generations to come. And you were on the front lines and a healthcare worker during it. So it will make you a better, it'll make you better at your job. You know, you are now a part of history. I had an interesting conversation today, not to switch topics too much, but it, it kind of all falls in line. Did you happen to see the Time Magazine uh, person of the year this year? Uh, was it uh, Sleepy Joe? It was Sleepy Joe and Kamala Harris. Now, regardless oh, of your a, politics, a, a, regard, double, a, a double whammy, regardless of your politics, you just made two people the person of the year who let's call a spade a spade have done nothing yet. You know, he, he, he won the presidency. Uh, who owns won- time? Uh, I don't know. Is that part of time Warner? That would kind of make sense. Right. Um, but they were, they were, who's the editor in chief. Uh, come on, Ben, who owns time? magazine who owns time magazine the meredith corporation what is the meredith corporation i don't know anything about the meredith corporation they only did 810 million dollars fiscal year of 2019 that's not big at all so who's to say their person of the year even matters anyway okay anyways well, no, but obviously it is something that gets get brought up. And in my point, so I was talking to a friend today and we we're talking about it. And I said that it was a fucking joke that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the uh, time people of the year, right? Um, not because, you know, I wasn't going to vote for Sleepy Joe or anything like that, but because in reality, when you look at their achievements this year, what things they accomplished, you know, you could give Kamala Harris props for being the first female vice president as well as the first, you know, black female vice president, you know, at the same time. Sleepy Joe, career politician, has accomplished very little in his career other than, you know, amplifying the oppression of black people. That's a fact. That's not opinion. Um, you know, wins the presidency. Great. In reality, the American people did that and voted for him or the Electoral College did it. He didn't do it himself. Not really his achievement. My argument would be that the people who should have been Time Magazine's People of the Year should have been healthcare workers, first responders, uh, you know, people that were actually on the front lines and fighting uh, or helping fight um, COVID-19. And that was my point. So to kind of tie this thing whole full circle, like I truly think that those people deserve more recognition than they get, um, you know, more than the people banging pots and pans at seven o'clock, the shift changes every night and all that shit. Like, legitimately deserve much more credit than they get. Um, but Time Magazine doesn't care about you, nor does the mainstream media. Sorry, that's probably taking a little too far, but you get the point. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> at this point, it's like, I, I mean, I, I just don't know. 
I mean, let's. Twenty twenty has been just like a miraculous year, I guess. Like, I, of all the things that happened, I I don't know that. Uh, well, I, first of all, I thought it was just a one person thing forever. Has there ever been a co like two person? time personally yeah i think there has been i think there's been like movements that have been uh like people of the like like um like the civil rights movement um i think there's they're kind of loosey-goosey on the whole person of the year thing i mean no one ever thought lebron was gonna you know win in la so should should we should we move on to to topic number two (laughs) I'm just saying it's like, you know, yes, absolutely. Okay. Topic number two. Technically, wait, is this yours? Yeah. Well, was that, that was your first one? No, that actually, I, I, that I thought about potentially bringing up, but didn't know if it would fit in and it just happened to fit in. Um, No, because that just happened today. And and the two things I want the two right, things yeah, I want to yeah. talk about happened prior to this. So let's start for, we'll, we'll do them chronologically. We'll do it in the order that I sent them to you. So Wednesday, I texted you a, um, a screen grab, and I'm sure everybody's seen this post making the rounds on the internet. Um, oh, was this the, the, the deadliest days? In yeah, America? yeah. So, yep. So I, I know I've seen it a shit ton lately, um, but it's a post that was... Um, Shit, I just realized I don't know how I'm going to find this again. Uh, whatever. I, I, I know the answer. I know how to find it. Yeah, but I, can't, but I sent you – oh, no, no, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, you're right. That was not a, not a story. It was a post. Um, eh, okay, got it. So I think this is where the, inter, in the uh, it started, right? And so this is a post from uh, the Nasty Feminism Instagram account, which – I've been a follower since it started. Um, and it's a, a screenshot of a tweet at Sunday girl, because we're going to, and I don't know that she originated this, but this information is getting passed around a bunch. Of not people. to be confused with at Sunday conversation or at Saturday girl, but yes, not to be confused with that Sunday conversation. And it says deadliest days in American history. And number one, the Galveston hurricane, 8,000 deaths Two, the battle of Antietam, uh, 3,600 deaths three, nine, 11, 2,977 deaths, four last Thursday, five last Wednesday, six last Thursday, seven last Friday. Oh, last Tuesday, excuse me. Six is last Tuesday, seven last Friday, eight Pearl Harbor. So I immediately sent it to you and was like, this is wildly inaccurate and being passed around the internet. I need to talk about it this week. Um, so the context of the post is that it is saying that last Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and Friday are numbers four, five, six, and seven of the deadliest days in American history. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming just in days of, um, you know, in terms of deaths on um, American soil. So where this post goes wrong is a, it doesn't account for daily debt, just daily average deaths. I think, I think the daily average number in this country is about 7,700 people die every day from whatever, um, you know, heart disease, cancer, car accidents, you name it, you know? And so obviously none of that is accounted for. It is just 
just straight deaths from specific things. On top of that, leaves off the, the Battle of Gettysburg. Wait, hold which, on. You said, was, how many did you say? 7,700? Yes. All right. So the d- average daily deaths are 7,700 a day. Regard, r- with no COVID, right. no okay. nothing. nothing. Right. Um, it also leaves off the Battle of Gettysburg, which um, total casualties, 23,049, but that's dead, wounded, and missing. Um, but between the Union and the Confederacy, you are talking. And they still that. haven't found a lot of those. Oh, those totally. People, right? You're talking 7,000 people dead between uh, both the Confederacy and the Union. So I wondered why that wasn't on there because that's more than almost every day on there, except for the uh, Galveston, Hur- Galveston hurricane. Um, Galveston. Galveston, Texas. Galveston, Texas, right. Um, it, it would, in fact, be the second deadliest day in American history. I mean, I think technically Gettysburg was over a couple days. But so I read into it and it said, well, because technically the Confederacy had seceded from uh, the Union, they weren't technically Americans at that point. So their deaths don't count as American deaths. Okay, so we're nitpicking. We're picking and choosing. And, and this is to kind of wrap this whole thing up. But this is exactly the type of shit that happens on the Internet that gets spread around and people just pass it on as fact. And then this is how misinformation and idiots are born because none of this is correct. None of this is correct. If you don't take into account daily average deaths, that automatically discounts all the numbers on here. If you pick and choose which days you count, which ways you don't count, which days you don't count, again, makes the information incorrect. I mean, if you don't count something like, hey, D-Day, where, you know, around 7,000 people died, Americans died on D-Day. Like, if you just exclude those things and you just push these things to fit your narrative, this is how misinformation spreads. And this is why people become more fearful. This is why less people go to the restaurants because they're so scared of COVID. They don't want to leave their house. This is how industries die. This is how small businesses die. And this is just propagated and pushed by morons who don't do any fucking research for themselves and think for a second, hmm, is this accurate? So inaccurate, Ben, that to this point, this was not here when I sent this to you, but now it is. Now there's one of little Instagram's little fact checker things at the bottom that says, missing context, the same information was reviewed by independent fact checkers in another post, meaning it's incorrect. It's incorrect. And now it's saying missing context. Missing context as in the numbers aren't correct, but this is being passed around the internet and just call it what it is. Liberal white women are passing it off and saying, well, this is fact, wear your mask, you're an idiot, don't leave your house, blah, 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 blah. It's just wrong, man. And this is the type of shit that happens. And people killed Trump for spreading misinformation. Again, I'm not a Trump supporter, didn't vote for him. Killed Trump for spreading misinformation. And then go and spread shit like that without doing a second of research and passing it off as fact. Sorry, that's a long rant. Benny, what do you got? I mean... I just, I listen to the rant too. Like, you know, now you have a choice. No, oh, no, but I mean, like, you know, it's like, what, like, basically, it's, it's kind of like what we've been saying all along, like a culmination of just the absolute, travesty that we are putting the american psyche through right now um it's just like 
nothing, no good is coming from this unless you are making your own good. Right. Like, so if you're making good, then fucking good on you because it's like, that's all we got left at this point. It's like any, anybody who has a, a soul, I feel like has to fucking open their eyes and like, look deeper. Like if, if you, if you don't, it's like you're soulless because you know, it's at this point it's like if you're manipulated like to to like this point it's just like that means that you like your soul has been overtaken like it's literally been tapped into and manipulated and sent somewhere and you don't have a thought because the the there's no rationale to any of this. There's like, if you really truly like actually take a step back and look at what's happened here from a rationale standpoint, there's, there's zero. There is zero. Tonight I went to a local spot in Manchester urban lodge to get a beer with a friend. We walk in one of our other friends is the bartender. He goes, hey guys, like crazy, like sorry, but like you can't, you can't get a beer unless you get food. So we like whatever, or like look back at you know back and forth at each other, like I don't know, is this is this even like worth it to come, like come here right now? But then it's like, well, shit. It's like okay, they're either gonna like there's you know our friends that are like running this place, this is their livelihood. They've sunken their dollars into it. Like all of a sudden, like, okay, so then we leave and we don't support that. You know what I mean? Like that makes no sense. So then we, you know, we ended up, we got a, a pretzel. It costs like, you know, 12 bucks, like which whatever we get it. But that was how we had to get a beer tonight. We had to have a $12 pretzel. That was the most affordable way to get a beer, to get a, to get an $8 beer, you know? So I get it. I, you know what I mean? In terms of like, we, like, I don't want that place to not be open to go do like what I did tonight. So if we don't do that, then they don't, you know what I mean? Who's to say that they'll be open when we want to go there. It's just so fucking, it's like, and then you got fucking like dumb, dumb Gavin Newsom who is shut down, shut down the entire state of California, right? Small businesses right now. If you go and, and call to get a reservation at his winery, Gavin Newsom's winery, you can get a reservation. How does that make any sense? Of course you can. Is that fair? Nope. Life's not fair. I get it. But I'm just saying, like, at what fucking point do you not start to fucking... Dude, what episode is this? Did I even 40, say... I, I didn't say episode it. Episode 41. 
<laughs> Welcome to episode 41. So 41 weeks. And then whatever week we started talking about this, it's like we said we weren't going to keep harping week on two. it. Week, week two. Week two, Ben. Oh, that's right. Okay. The, 39 is, weeks. <laughs> 39 <laughs> weeks. We could have had a fucking kid by now, bro. We could have had a full. We do. This is our baby. Pregnancy. Yeah, we do have a kid. I, I, we're not going to get to my last topic, and that's fine, because I, I do want to continue on this, this path that we're on right now. And, and, and we've talked about it plenty of times. But, you know, my job, I work very closely with restaurants, right? Like, you know, selfishly, thankfully for my own livelihood, restaurants, restaurant business is only about 20 to 25% of my annual business. My liquor stores have more, uh, more than covered what I've lost when it comes to the restaurants. I've lost about 51% of my restaurant business this year, which is fine. I, 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 there, I'm getting no pressure from above me to make sure that I'm doing restaurant sales. And honestly, I would feel guilty going into a restaurant and trying to push something onto them right now. All I want is for them to survive whatever it takes, even if that means I get no business out of it. I just want to see them survive, especially living in New Haven, which is you know, one of the great culinary spots in Connecticut. There's all kinds of great independently owned restaurants here. But here's the simple fact of the matter. The restaurant industry works as such. During normal times, a restaurant has to basically make their nut for the week on Friday, Saturday night. Some places Thursday kind of depends where you are and what your, what your clientele is like. But for the most part, Friday and Saturday are the two nights where you have to account for almost the majority of a week's worth of business to cover Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night where you're open that you may do, I don't know, 30%, 40% of what you need to do to cover your cost for the night. So you need to make that up in Fridays and Saturday nights. Because people are posting things like this on Instagram and destroying consumer confidence in restaurants and in their safety in restaurants, which, oh, by the way, have had to adhere to some of the strictest health code regulations since this whole thing started and have dumped thousands and thousands of dollars of money out of their own pocket to meet regulations and to provide safe environments for customers, patrons, whatever. Consumer confidence gets destroyed when you take 10 seconds, post an Instagram story, don't ever think about it again. And you tell people to stay home and wear their masks and all that stuff. Wear your mask, fine, fine. But if you're telling people to stay home or if you're guilting people in your family because they go out to restaurants or if you're creating havoc because friends of yours go out to restaurants, you're a selfish motherfucker because I almost guarantee that you've had work this whole time or have money coming in and are not concerned about your revenue. But what I do know is that these restaurant owners that I work very closely with are at their wits end. What do you do? They're not even getting 50% of their revenue back on Fridays and Saturday nights, let alone the amount of money they need to cover the, the entire week. And oh, by the way, they have to close at 930. Now, like you just said, you have to order food. The state has changed the guidelines of what can be considered good enough food to be able to get a drink. Cause before like the bar under my apartment, you know, I could order a thing of chips and they would charge me a buck 99 for it. That would count as food. I could drink my face off, pay the two bucks for the chips, whatever. Now the state has given guidelines as to what can be considered food, what is considered an appetizer, what is considered a meal. It has to be served at the same time as your beverage. And they're trying to put guidelines that you can only stay for 90 minutes. 
they are effectively killing independently owned restaurants. Your fast food places guess, will survive. Go right, but, no, no, no. My, the, my only thing is like, is there any, re- like, so are there some restaurant chains that will survive? Just like actual chains? Like, Chains, like, yeah, uh, chains, chains will survive. Buffalo Wild Wings, TGI Fridays, Chili's, Applebee's, they'll all survive. Some of them are publicly traded companies. Others are owned by publicly traded companies. When you have that going for you, you've got... No, 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 so that's what I'm saying. So it's just like, so it's the same reason why, you know, they don't want the local mom and pop Ace Hardware to be in town anymore. Sure, so right, right. Shut them it, down, but Lowe's and Home Depot are completely open. It's the, it's the Walmartization of the restaurant industry. So if I hope you like chilies, I hope you like $1 Long Island iced teas at Applebee's. Like, I hope you think that that's quality food because those are going to be your options at the rate we're going. If you're a business owner, how long are you going to continue so, to force yourself what, into so, debt? I guess my other question is, are the super, super high-end restaurants still going to stay in, like, stay depends. Afloat? It depends. I mean, you, the thing about- Because mo- cause I guess, it, like, okay- where does where does the pol- where do the politicians dine? That's my question. Like, sure, right? Steakhouses, things things along those lines. But the or, thing about or, having, or, I guess that's that's the thing. It's like so, if they're trying like, or is it like the kind of thing that everyone making these decisions has like chefs and home home, like literally like people that take care of them completely and they don't ever need to go out to a rest like that's what i'm saying it's like who like are, are the people making these decisions even human like can we ask that right now like in fairness like well, there's there's a total disconnect i mean i mean governor lamont you know as far and we're talking about connecticut obviously right now governor lamont has emergency power until february basically he's been elevated to king status where he can just write things into law without anybody challenging it there is no checks and balances right now. And his, his, his executive power was extended to the end of February. So we're, we're living in, in, you know, what is, what might as well be medieval England where, you know, a King is decides what the law is going to be. And then that's how we go. Um, so it, but to get back to your point about high end restaurants, the thing about high end restaurants and all restaurants kind of in general is that like you, you make money on food, but that's not where your, you know, where your nut is made. Your nut's made on alcohol. I mean, a bot, you know, just a peek behind the curtains. A bottle of wine that costs you ten dollars in a in a in a wine shop is going to cost you thirty to forty dollars in a restaurant. It's facts. Triple markup. It's it's just that's the industry standard. So you're covering, you know, when you're doing when, with alcohol sales, you're covering your expenses a lot of other places. While your food costs, you may cover with your meals. You have to cover your other operating expenses, your electricity, your, your water, your payroll, your, you know, everything else. So you make that money with alcohol, but now you're not letting people just come into places to drink. They have to buy food. Well, you know, not everybody has the ability to go out and spend 50 bucks, especially in the current state that we're in. So like, it, it just, I, I'm going to wrap this up because we're going to end up going long if we keep going at the rate we're going. I do need to say b- before you go crazy right now, like, dude, I had an ultimate, like, oh my gosh, moment today. I, t- 
today I went to Highland Park Market. I got a half gallon of apple cider yep. and four apples. Okay. They were called like Cosmic Crisp. I was, oh. I was sold on them. Oh. Marketing. <laughs> right in the front. Cosmic Crisp apples. Never had one before. Half a gallon of apple cider, four apples, $9.46. And I guess I was like, I, I, it, like I, I wasn't like baffled at the price. I was just like, I just, it didn't even phase me really. But I was just then thinking like four apples, which if I were to walk into an apple orchard, and reach up on a tree and pull them off and then a, uh, you know a, some apple cider and it was like it was ten dollars and then i'm trying to think of like uh, how many people like need 10 bucks and that's what they need to feed their whole family for the night it's like right. what are you doing dude that's eight things off the dollar menu. Right. You know, it's like you could you could you could get four double cheeseburgers. Yep. Yep. And you yep. could get four sides of fries. Yep. And 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 have the tax to pay it. Yeah. And that's how people live, and that's why Americans are as unhealthy as they but are. But I got four apples and a half gallon apple cider. Yeah, good thing you invested in cryptocurrency early. You can afford that shit. You could have afforded some Macintoshes, bitch. Um, what do you mean? I think, dude, I mean, Macintoshes are the worst apple no... on the fucking planet. I can't believe you no, even brought oh, that. God, God forbid we can't all afford Cosmic Crisp, Ben, you know? No, some no, only it's invested. not about that. It's like, you know, it's like there's galas, there's fucking Honeycrisp. We're not going to turn this into how many varietals of apple can you name? My point and to bring this whole thing full circle and we'll wrap this up here is stop telling people how to live their lives. And this is kind of echoing on, on our close personal friend, Dave Portner's rant today, but it, but it is true. The government is telling us how to live our lives. Each other, other Americans are telling us how to live our lives and shaming us for trying to live somewhat of, of a normal life. Ben, I did this math the other day. So let's say the average person, the average American lives 80 years, right? If this whole thing goes a year, it's 1.25% uh, of your life will just be wasted. That's a year out the window. A year, a year if, you, if the average life expectancy is 80 years, 1.25% of your life, gone. So while everybody sits there and says, stay at home, don't go out, practice social distancing, wear your mask, all that stuff. I don't know about you, but I'm not willing to sacrifice 1.25% of my life for the quote unquote greater good for a disease I had that was, you know, no offense to COVID, but an absolute joke. So I get it. It's not easy on everybody. People have lost people. Guess what? That's a reality of life. People die every single fucking day. 7,700 on average in this country die every single day. It will continue that way. That will continue long after COVID. In fact, it will probably go up as the population increases. Stop shaming people for choosing to live their lives because you're scared. Great. You're scared. You live your life scared. Great. You're going to probably live a very average life to below average because you're a scared person. 
The rest of us that aren't scared, we're going to live our fucking lives. Stop telling us what to do. Because as I watch these businesses that have become friends of mine fail because people are scared to go out because morons post shit like that on social media that scare other people. I don't have time for that. I'm not wasting 1.25% of my life. Ben, I know oh, you're not shit, wasting 1.25% of your life. I mean, I did. I went to 30 states. I did like five national parks. I mean, I have not. If anything, 2020 has been the best year ever for me. Yep. And I'm fucking crushing it. And I just got my my skins in the in the mail today. And for people who don't know, um, it's for backcountry touring. It's from Jeffrey Dahmer. It's some of the people he killed and cut their skins off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh for backcountry ski touring. Um, my boy Chaz got a new snowmobile. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna be deep in the backcountry of Vermont. Awesome. Um, this this winter and uh, catch me if you can, motherfuckers. No better place than that to wrap it up. Listen, subscribe, rate, review, Patreon. Again, Aaron, big shout out to you for being our uh, our second patron on Patreon. Um, subscribe, review, review. I said that Patreon link in our bio, Sunday conversation on Instagram. Uh, Benny, great chat, buddy. I'm glad uh, I'm glad we did this one. This was uh, this was a good one. I love you, pal. Hey, yeah, I love you and. Uh... <laughs> I'll listen to you anytime, buddy. You, you, you tell me anything you need to fucking tell me and uh, we'll just, we'll hash it out right here. Peace.